Cultivation, Cultivation with Kevy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Cultivation with Kevy. I'm your host, Kevy the Dreamer. And today I am joined by somebody that is very inspiring, not only just from the story that he's about to share with us today, but somebody that I got to connect with several years ago back in my days in Columbus, Ohio. And I'm just excited to just chop it up with him, see what he's been doing, and just to hear from him hear from his story and just to see what all he can teach us about life. How you doing, Jordan? I'm good, man. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate you inviting me on. Absolutely. I'm happy to have you here. So Jordan, I always start off my episodes with a new guest. I always ask them a couple icebreaker questions just to allow them to uh, get to, just to allow the audience to get to know you a little bit better. So I'm going to a few questions. Cool. Question number one is if you could choose a superpower what would that superpower be? I, I feel like I answer at the same time every time. Um, like, it'd be sweet just to be able to teleport anywhere. Um, save a lot of time, save a lot of travel. I do like riding planes, but let me just get there. Um, I guess by default, I feel like I found out that I have a superpower. I don't want to find out about that again, but uh, <laughs> definitely definitely durability can can go on that list as well. I'm here for that. You know what? We need to create a superhero that is durable. I don't know if is is there one out there. I, I've seen Superman probably Superman probably has it on the list, right? He probably is like he's got a whole bunch of superpowers. Um, I don't know if there's right. like one out there specifically just for durability. I'm sure there is. Um, but uh, yeah, that's definitely a good superpower to have. Absolutely. Question number two is: What is the last thing you ate? I just got done. My fiance just made some chicken and chickpea pasta with some broccoli. So it's pretty excellent. Uh, I'm hungry. That's why I asked that. Mm, yep. <laughs> Looking for ideas. Right. <laughs> okay. Question number three, let me get my phone unlocked, is what is your favorite book? Um, What a good question. Um, It's funny. I've been reading a lot of self-help books recently. Um, but I'd have to say like my favorite one that I'm like, man, that was an excellent book probably would have to be astrophysics for people in a hurry by Neil deGrasse Tyson. Um, definitely a big science nerd, uh, when it comes to stuff like that, I do like write, reading like a lot of manga. I'm not sure if that counts as like an actual like novel or anything, but any one of those, I always like dive into. I love it. I love manga. So I love to hear that. I should have mm -hmm. known. I haven't said this to the public yet, but we connected over our love of Superman and you even just mentioned Superman. So I should have known. Yep. I love yep, it. Yep. That's right. Love that. All right, Jordan. So I always um, just let the audience know as they're listening. I just tell them what my show is about. Um, so if you're listening for the first time, thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Jordan, for being here with me. My show is a self-empowerment podcast. I'm big on loving yourself. Um, life is hard enough, as we all know. We all go through things. It, sometimes you look at these people, they could be a celebrity, they could be somebody that you know locally, and they seem like they have it all together. But somebody everywhere is going through something. So I just love to pick apart what people have learned in life how, and try to apply it to my life and to help other people and see you know, what we can do to just make this world a better place. So you fit that perfectly. Um, mm -hmm. I'm excited to hear from you. I don't I don't like to ask questions that I feel like are difficult because I know what you've been through is difficult, but if you wouldn't mind sharing with us what happened to you. Of course, no problem at all. Um, so this was, it's crazy to think that it's already been about two, 
in almost a half a year since everything wow. happened. Okay. Um, yeah. So this is January 16th, 2021. Well, we're about a year and some into the pandemic um, mm-hmm. at that point. Uh, I am out in San Diego, California, my second home. Um, and I am literally that day. I can just tell you, well, it was a good day. The sun was out. I had rollerbladed that day. I was actually getting ready to go on a date that day. Everything was going well for me. Um, give you some context. The date was down. Well, they started at Mission Beach, which is towards the coast. Um, and then we ended up downtown. All that is to say, at the time, I was borrowing my roommate's car. Um, and so fast forward, we're enjoying the date and everything. Date's over. Um, and it's time for us to go home. Usually me being a gentleman, I was trying to walk somebody to their car. Um, they didn't want to be walked to the car. No problem at all. I'm trying to find my car at this point. It's downtown San Diego. Not only do I have my roommate's car, I just bought a new car that day. That was a stick shift. I don't know how to drive a stick shift. Um, so I have all these different cars in my head. I'm just not thinking straight. And I'm trying to find this car. So while I'm trying to find the car, I'm just minding my business. Um, and I'm being followed. So little do, I mean, and there's a lot of it that I don't remember like second for second, but I can definitely tell you, I remember feeling like somebody's following me and I'm not a confrontational person. If I have to defend myself, I will. But if I can ignore you, that's what I'm gonna do. Anyway, so I'm, I'm being followed and even though I'm ignoring the person, they continue to follow me. From what I hear is that this person ends up cutting me off. Um, then we get into a confrontation at that point. Um, and little I knew, do I know the guy has a knife. So ends up pulling out the knife and then he ends up stabbing me. Um, I can definitely remember getting stabbed the first time and just being taken back by it. Um, but I'm pretty sure a witness account said I got stabbed five times. Um, and yeah, then I ended up falling backwards. Some good Samaritan came and tried to pull him away from me. Um, he broke free as I was on the ground, knelt down next to me, and then got me 15 plus more times they don't even know how many times i think we count all the scars i think i have 22 scars so twice wow. in the heart four times in one lung two times in the lung all in my mid-session and have some of my face and just it was it was a crazy time i ended up hardened up stopping they had to give me open heart surgery i had to give me a resection but the open heart surgery ended up lasting with a eight minute massage i think so, I mean, you know, being in the medical field, that's a long time to be massaging somebody's right, hearts. Right. Wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but here I am, two and a half years later, healthy. What a blessing. I, yeah. I've never heard I've never heard you tell the story. I've never read all the details. I've seen things, you know. Um, so just to tell you, um, just for your context, um, your brother, who I didn't I, I met you, but we as we first met, we I was on my way out of where we were working out at the time right. you're on your way in. So we didn't get to connect like I wanted to. Um, but we were we kept up on social media and I remember your brother tagged you in a post and I remember hearing the details and I was just like, mm-hmm. What the you know, just didn't know that you moved, didn't know, you know, any of that that was going on and um see what happened and just to hear you tell it is just like wow. It just lets me know that God is real, you know, mm-hmm. it lets me know that God had his hand on you and you know, I feel like I'm talking to a superhero. You're telling me that you have 22, you know, scars, um, stab wounds. And that's just, it's insane to me. I can't even begin to imagine. And and you saying that you don't have complete recollection of the moment. I can only imagine what your body, you know, had to do to just get through that. So 
just God bless you. I'm so happy that you're still here and you've always been a beautiful person inside and out. So I'm happy to hear that that didn't take that didn't take what light that you had in you. No, I, I appreciate that. that. How, yeah. how has your recovery been since then? It's, you said it's been almost, well, it's been a little over two years. Yeah, so. two years. So I can definitely tell you waking up in the hospital, um, didn't know what was going on. My mom actually was bedside and thankfully my mom being a nurse, uh, she, I, I know I'm, I'm in a good spot or I know I'm in a good space or safe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She's the one who actually had to break the news to me. And that gave me perspective then. Like I had a choice to make one, like you said, um, I'm not the most religious person, but I definitely am a true believer in faith. And my mm-hmm. mom is a, a very religious person. And I'm telling you that is the strongest woman because she had faith. And as far as the recovery goes, she was there for the first three days. It was COVID, so I'd be there by myself after that, like mm-hmm. once I was um, coherent. And so they moved me all around. I was in the hospital for three weeks. I had an NG tube. Um, I had, dude, I had two chest tubes. I had, gosh, I I mean, I was hooked up to so much stuff. Uh, But I was able to get up and walk around, so I did that as much as I could. Three weeks, I think I was in the hospital. Um, Yeah, and again, you're you're present with your thoughts, and all I could be was positive at that time. Mm -hmm. Uh, Right after I got out, we kind of left town um, just to make sure everything cooled off. And even then, I tried to get up and walk as much as I could. For a year, I couldn't, I was doing, I'm really big into fitness. Uh, for a year, I couldn't lift heavy. I just couldn't have anything, you know, couldn't risk any hernias. Um, the recovery process physically has, has been great. I am really feeling like myself again, um, like 100% myself, which is good. Uh, mentally, I know that that's something that's never going to go away. Um, and I'm connected to this person. I don't even know who this person is, but I'm connected to them for the rest of my life. Um, I think that I've always tried to be a, a positive person. I mean, you know, it, it's hard being on a med search floor, like having a, a packed house and and doing the same thing over and over again and being like, dang, you know, why am I doing this? I'm obviously doing this for a good reason. I'm trying to help people. Um, so I know that this, my story, um, if any kind of impact, hopefully it's motivated more people and given them more perspective. Um, and then on the other side, like I, I realized I'm a human being at the same time, like I, if there's times where I feel invulnerable, I, I lean into that. Um, I think it's really important. Um, and again, being present to notice when you're feeling sad, not trying to run away from like tough moments and just appreciating that we even have a chance to feel these moments. Um, Neil deGrasse Tyson says it best. I mean, we're a small, tiny little dot in a big range of billions of years and we're going to be gone just like that so i think that the the moments when you're happy they're great but then the moments that are sad it also can be beautiful um but no matter in my mind no matter how tough something is the hardest thing to do is to be positive so why wouldn't you build strength um in that aspect that way no matter what you deal with you know you, you have that in your pocket so um i would say that the recovery is has been great man i've, I've been enjoying life ever since I love to hear that. And you said that you were into fitness. And I remember back then, I remember seeing how fit you were. And I feel like, correct me if I'm wrong, but this has probably made you even go harder than before because you have a new lease on life and you see, you know, it was almost taken from you. And I feel like you are 10 times what you were then, just seeing your physique, seeing how far you've come from then to now. Um, it's incredible. And like I said, it's truly like we're watching a superhero because I just can't even fathom 
man, that, that it feels good to hear you say that. I got, I know I got some work to do still, but yeah, I um, like you said, it's giving me a new perspective. Uh, sometimes or before, when the pandemic was happening, um, I knew like then for me that I wanted, I wasn't gonna let myself go as far as like fitness was. I was like, I'm gonna do everything I can. Um, I turned into finding things that gave me joy, like rollerblading. I rollerblade all the time. And that started in the pandemic. And um, really getting in tune with my body. I, honestly, I think me taking care of my body is what got me through that moment. Um, and that isn't to take away like everything else that happened. Again, like you said, I, I feel like there was some greater power out there taking care of me because the paramedics had to show up at the time that they did to put me back together. They, uh, the doctors had to not give up on me, right? Like, shoot, one or two minutes earlier, everything could have been done. Um, all that's to say, as soon as, like you said, I could find that new lease on life, I was like, yeah, I need to, my body's taking care of me. I got to take care of it. And it's been fun. It's been fun trying to push myself. Um, you get those moments, like if you're just like everybody else, I'll wake up like, man, I'm so tired. But then I'm like, you know what? I need to appreciate this and I need to get up and remember what my goal is. Um, I actually have a couple of vacations coming up and just like anybody else, I'm looking for those vacations. I don't look good all the time, but um, even still, I still have my goals that I try to set. And yeah, I, I really, really appreciate you know, what, what I've put myself through and the returns I've been getting. I love to hear that he was not able to take your life from you. You're still living because right. that would have been very easy, you know? Yeah. I just give you just so much glory because, and so much, um, just all the kudos because that, you know, he, even though that man, whatever his motive was, whoever he was tried to take literally your life from you, you are still living. You're still setting goals for yourself. You're still, you're not letting him take that away from you. So I'm so happy to hear that. I appreciate that, man. Absolutely. Um, can you take me to the moment where you were at the bedside and you're first coming to, what were your thoughts? That it's had to be a crazy moment. Yeah, it's funny because um, hard to describe like waking up, you know, like the, the right before, um, you know, it, it, it's it's almost like a, one of those dreams and I just remember like looking at my mom and it's funny, they had me tied down. Um, I ended up, I can remember this. So, okay, I'll, I'll start back. They had me on a lot of stuff, which is wild. You would think that like, you know, sober Jordan, you know, who couldn't remember anything versus they got you hooked up on all kinds of meds and stuff and I'm loopy, but I can just remember looking at my mom and we're small talking and I, mom's in was living in columbus while well, i'm in san diego so i'm trying to get over the fact that she's right next to me i'm like what are you doing here right. uh and we're just chatting back and forth it's funny because i know i tell this story all the time but it's still funny every time i think about it we're just having small talk and everything so i'm like look mom like be real like i'm i'm ready for whatever i got covid right and she started she started laughing and she's like no honey that's not it and she told me everything and it took me some time to process. She was like, yeah, you actually got assaulted and, and stabbed. I was like, what? And I remember looking at her, I was like, mom, you're, you're bullshitting me right now. And I remember the nurse, the ICU nurse being in there too. I was like, listen, my mom doesn't lie to me. She's lying to me, right? And she's like, no, this is real. It's like, oh my goodness. Right after that, I can remember being strapped down, um, got the restraints on and I put a restraints on patients. So I'm like, I could break out of these. I'm trying to. Um, I remember just thrashing around. They're trying to calm me down. 
not in a, like, I'm not thrashing around, like, screaming and yelling. I'm just trying to get out. Um, right. And it's because I pulled my my NG tube out, pulled it all the way out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I remember talking to my brother, and he's the one who called me down, which was great. Um, and that was just the first night. And so it's funny because it really didn't hit until I, one, detectives came in and talked to me. I thought I was in trouble. I just didn't know what was going on. Um, it didn't hit till about like a week after, maybe a week, maybe it was a week. The um, legal team talked to me, the prosecutors, and it was the guy's arraignment. And so they had told me what they were going to talk about and what he was being brought up on charges for um, and the incident itself. And so the first time I heard that, that was the first heavy moment. And it, you know, it just comes over you. Not even like, oh my God, this happened to me. Like, oh my God, this happened to somebody. Um, It was hard to piece together. It really was. Um, But it was only in that moment. I I sat in that moment and I I really pondered on it, you know, got got the cry out and and really sat there with it. And then again, begin to appreciate like, wow, like you said, this is my, this is my origin story right here. You know, Um, you got to be as positive as I, I possibly can, because if you let it go the other way, you let it consume you. Um, that's how you lose yourself. So yeah, that, 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 those first couple moments, definitely in confusion, but thankfully I had my mom, my, my, my road dog right there. And it, it really made everything that much easier. Yeah. I've worked with your mom before. So she's, she's an incredible person. I, she's something else. I, I, I have no doubts that she held you down and for, and that was when you first told me the story, that was my thought of saying you know knowing that originally you guys were from columbus and then you're in san diego that would have been my thought like what are you doing here like it just had to be a surreal moment that's it was it's crazy it was and then dude another surreal moment uh, like i can just remember just put myself there so we left the hospital and we were trying to figure out if we should get a a nurse because i obviously had all the wound care um Mm -hmm. my mom volunteered she said no i'll do it and so i can't imagine that was probably like one of the most realest moments that have that's ever been a part of any of our lives. You know, obviously the incident itself is one thing, but mm-hmm. having to let my mom see all my wounds. Um, it was my mom and my twin brother were in the room and I was laying down. She had to clean everything. Um, she had to repatch me up. And I'm telling you, man, she put her headphones in, didn't waver for a second, not a second. And wow. True strength right there, 100%. Yes. That's where you get it from. That's it's yeah. amazing. So it just it really blows my mind. I'm sure it's blown your mind as well. But this truly was just a random attack. You did not know this man from Adam. Random. And it just random. Yeah. Wow. It, it, I go back and forth because again, I can't remember what was said before the incident happened, but I mm-hmm. know that I didn't instigate anything. And I again right. I had no idea. When when we um it's crazy. It'll be two years since the sentencing on August 18th. And I brought my whole family. We just wanted to say, you know, our peace. And after it, the judge was like, yeah, he still hasn't given us a motive as to why. Um, family was there, hasn't told the family. And this is a 20 year old kid, like, mm. uh, obviously an adult, but you're 20 years old. Like, what, what mm. was going on? You know, um, I think the hardest hurdle with a lot of people that have supported me and been around me was practicing the true act of forgiveness and what that really means. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, I didn't know this guy. I had no, 
shoot, in San Diego, I have so many friends. I have way more than friends and enemies. I don't even think I have enemies, you know? Right. Um, and so I knew, though, that having some kind of a grudge or like wanting revenge means that I'm not free from that incident or free from whatever Absolutely. control, you right. know what I mean? So forgiving means like, listen, like you did a terrible thing. Um, but at this point in my life, I can't focus on your impact on me. I have to now focus on me and what impact I can give, because if I'm focused on you in jail, that's that much time that we're both wasting and I could be doing better things. So. Absolutely. And, and if you, it's like they always say forgiveness isn't for the other person it's for you if you would have held on to that he would have won because he still took even though he didn't physically take your life he mentally took your life so right. you're like no i'm taking what's mine you weren't able to take that from me and you're living right. so kudos to you that that's a very important thing that i didn't even think about how hard it would be to forgive some some random person mm -hmm. you know i don't i don't know if it would even be easier if maybe you knew them you know because it's just right. like why that's right. wow and I, I think it paints an, an even crazier picture um, in the sentencing. So me, my my closest friends, and my family were all in the room. Um, and so while, as soon as we get in there, there's a couple of things. One, the prosecutor, we got kept in contact with the entire time. Knew what was going on. He took a plea deal, which is fine. Um, it's a pandemic, so we all got our mask on. And so I requested, I said, listen, I don't even remember what this guy looks like. Can he have his mask off? And probably like some of the most intense moments in my life were those first like couple minutes walking through the, the door. As soon as I found him, because he's on the other side of the glass, we're staring at each other the entire time. And, you know, I was looking for the humanity on his side. Like, you know, mm -hmm. you, 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 you can act tough, but you're human. You, you made a mistake. And so I, it's crazy because his family came in and you, like you said, there's cliches that come up all the time. Like this is somebody's son and um, his mom, I don't think she even got a, a millisecond to stop crying. All she was doing was crying. And I felt for her, like I couldn't imagine. Right. I really couldn't. Uh, I'm glad that my parents raised a good child because I couldn't mm -hmm. imagine being on the other side of that glass looking at my mom crying like that. Um, and as soon as we got done with the sentencing, she, um, it's crazy. The whole family actually lined up and they uh, wanted to talk to me and they were just pleading, you know, listen, you know, I, I don't know what he was thinking. And the dad did that first and the couple cousins, they just kept lining up. And then I saw the mom and the mom just couldn't even look at it without crying. And it just, I had to give her the biggest hug. I said, listen, I, I'm good. I'm, I'm all good. You know, this is, this is something that isn't going to hold me down. I, I'm all right. Um, obviously he, um, I think he got, he's got 10 years in there. So he's, he'll be out by the time he's 30. Um, honestly, he's getting the better end of the stick, to be honest. It's, it's a good thing that I'm a positive person like I am because, you know, I, had I not made it, like I would be in jail for the rest of his life. So. Mm. Yeah. Wow. My goodness. Um, so would you say that that moment in particular is what took you out of San Diego? Was it being around your family again or was, was there anything else going on at the time? I think that might've put the icing on the cake. So, mm -hmm. okay. So if I had to choose, um, I would be in San Diego 
if I could afford it. San Diego's expensive. And right. San Diego's expensive without a without a roommate. I had a roommate. Everything was good. The pandemic kind of knocked a lot of things out. Mm-hmm. My, my my best friend who I moved out there with, um, him and his wife, they moved, they're like, we're moving back. And so that was the first like inkling, like, uh, you know what? You know what's crazy? I think that might have been, I shit you not, that might have been the same. That might have been either a week or two before everything happened. So mm. that, that was the first like bug in my ear. I knew I wasn't going right away. I was like, dang, maybe it's time to go back for a little bit. Um, I actually went back and forth. There's always been this want for me to uh, go ahead and get my BSN so I can go travel nursing. Mm-hmm. Still kind of in the in the air right now. I It's got to be like a 10-year thing. I know right now, like I love personal training and what I'm doing. Um, but my idea at the time was like, you know what? Maybe I can go home, go to school, grab my BSN real fast, and then start traveling or something, right? You know what that's like? Making some dough. Um, and so that that was the bug in my ear that actually wanted me to start pushing me in that direction. Once everything happened, then I was like, all right, you know what? Maybe I should probably go home. And I didn't even go home directly after that. I, um, I, it was, everything happened in January. I didn't leave until September. So I definitely like still got to enjoy California and all of her beauty. Um, and I'm making trips to go back out. I mean, I've been going back out there ever since. So if, if, if I had a place that I would like set roots in, it'd probably be in California if I could make it happen. I definitely understand. And are you still pursuing acting? So... It's funny, somebody, um, we were just talking about this today with one of my clients. If an opportunity ever came up, I would definitely pursue the role. I, um, I'm such a fan. It's fun to like appreciate good acting and that could be on any level. Um, the last like thing I did was a production called Our Town and it was community theater and I enjoyed it a lot. There's parts of me, delusions of grandeur, or just maybe just not give myself a chance to really, really dive into it. Um, but if if there was like somebody called me up, was like, hey man, we got, we got this role in here in this commercial to be an extra, please, I would love to be a part of that. There's um there's something beautiful about that. And I I love stuff like that for sure. Good. I just wanted to make sure that that opportunity or not that opportunity, but what happened didn't steal that, you know, that dream from you. But but clearly that moment hasn't taken anything from you. It sounds like you obviously have done the work physically and mentally and you're in a better place and there's so much more life to live. So I'm just really happy to hear that. Mm -hmm. So I definitely want to talk about your personal training because you are just, you're like the black Superman. So, so tell me about that. So I, um, fitness has been a part of my life for as long as I can remember. Um, I really started getting into personal training when I was out there. I had a couple of clients. Um, during the pandemic, it really helped uh, in that regard. Just me taking care of my body, practicing what I preach, and then you know gyms are shut down, so what else do you do? Um, so I did a lot of remote training, which was really cool. Um, since then, I have been doing extremely well. I'm, I'm blessed to have had the gym that I work at fit one for right here. Um, nice. Okay. I rollerblade to work and it is a, a, oh, a minute rollerblade. Oh, so I'm there. I'm there all the time. Um, helping people is what, what I love doing. And not only that, like, I feel like if I could not only help somebody get to their goals, but then show them that gym culture can be a good thing. 
um, because there's so many stipulations and stigmas about being mm -hmm. in there in that environment. And I hate that a lot of it has become what it is today. It's the um, you gotta you gotta be you gotta you gotta look strong to be strong. You gotta there's always gotta be somebody's camera in your face. You got you gotta look a certain way. You don't have to. I feel like um, being in touch with your body is the most important thing. And knowing what your body can do should be your number one goal. Moving, I feel like we don't do that enough. Um, now that you know we're post-pandemic, it's hard to get people out of the house, hard to get people out of their seats, you know? So I feel like I enjoy bringing that motivation to people. And I, I, I love it, I really do. It's, it's been a, a wild ride so far. All right, so Fit One Four in Columbus, going to check that yeah. out. And I love, yeah. I love that you have talked about rollerblading. I, I don't know what this means exactly, but in my dreams a lot, I'm rollerblading, mm. and I used to love skate, not skateboarding. I don't know why I started to say that, but skating like at the at the skating rink as a child. So you're like, like I'm skating. Yeah, hey, I'm yeah. telling you, I, it was it was the the pandemic that did it first, and I was always an inline skater, so not really good on the the four wheels. I can I can do it. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, when I was out there, man, I ended up getting into this deep rabbit hole on rollerblades. There's so many different kinds. Um, and I ended up buying a pair and that first day that I got them, that was the first time I was on them. I, they didn't have any brakes. So that was scary for me. But once I got the hang of it, like riding a bike again, I think I was on those things for like three hours. You put a good playlist in and you're gone. Yeah. And then, uh, are you, are you still in LA right now? So I'm actually back in Ohio. Um, I'm oh, about, sure. I'm about um, maybe an hour and a half, two hours from Columbus. Okay, got you. Um, well, if you can remember, just even even being in LA, I honestly I think in San Diego we had it a lot better than anybody else. Um, Mission, so Mission Beach is a, a big boardwalk, and it goes mm -hmm. for like. I could be wrong. Could go like three to five miles, maybe back and mm -hmm. forth. But I would just go. It's right next to the ocean. Sunrise, sunset. I got music on and I'm gone. I'm gone. And probably one of the best feelings, man. It's freeing. You're just gliding and coasting. You don't got to do any crazy tricks if you don't want to. Um, it's a beautiful thing. And you're, you're exercising. Like, what? what's better than that? Right. Yeah. And that's what I've learned talking to people like you and just people in general is exercising doesn't have to be like the heavy weights, which there's nothing wrong with that. I just... I'll be honest and say I'm a little intimidated by them, but it can be something as simple as that, like talking about how you love rollerblading. And, you know, so I talked with somebody else who talked about how they love to just go on a, a walk in the park. And it's like, that can be fun. Just throw on music, you know, put on your AirPods and there you go. So it doesn't have it's, to be anything, you know, excruciating. Yeah, I love that. It, it really doesn't. I feel like obviously the, the weightlifting part, I, I enjoy as well. Mm -hmm. um, but people don't really understand how your day is the most important part. Like that hour to two hours, sure, if you're looking to build muscle, can be important. But what you're doing outside the gym is 90% of the battle. Um, and if, like, we just got done literally before we got on um, walking, um there's a beautiful thing about it it's hard to like have a, a whole bunch of lifting days in a row because your body starts to hurt you know hard to get motivated it's not hard to get up and walk you just get up and walk throw a podcast on recently i've been um well i've been working out i've been learning japanese and it's been like one of oh, the nice. funnest things yeah i feel like you know okay. we live in a place where a lot of us can only speak one language 
Like, why shouldn't we be exploring things? And if you're in an environment to where you can do that with like less distractions, obviously you're outside, but um, if you're in an environment with less distractions, why wouldn't you want to learn something or like listen to a podcast? You know what I mean? Like they're, they're, they're beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful ways to move your body. Your body doesn't necessarily know what's going on. It doesn't have to. You just have to know that you got to move. I love it. So can you tell us about your podcast? You have your own podcast as well. The Respawn Pod, man. I've been ashamed to say I have not been on it like I should. Um, excuses or not, but yes, I do. The Respawn Pod, it is on um, Apple Music. It's on Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Literally, I just hop on, talk about whatever topics are going on that week. Um, I'm a nerd, so I usually catch up on good things, which are the buffs of everything. I catch up on the bad things, which are the nurse of everything. I always do a little bit of trivia at the end. Um, I definitely, there's some big topics that I want to cover. So hopefully, uh, Kevin, you can tune in. Um, yeah, I would love actually, to. And I actually like the platform that you're using right now. StreamYards is pretty sweet. I, you know, I've been trying to figure out like a way to get, um, like I have my, I'm in my studio right now. Um, mm -hmm. th the best platform that works for me and, and to be consistent with. So hopefully once I get that, get better at promoting, I mean, it's all a process, right? You get it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, hopefully I can come out with some more content. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I would say for me, I've, I've tried riverside.fm and I've tried StreamYard. I seem to really like StreamYard. It, StreamYard. it seems to be pretty cheap and it seems there seems to be like a lot of cool things that you can do with it so i'm liking it so far so. man I'm, I'm i'm liking it too man even on, on, this is my first ride in and i like it cool i love to hear that well i thank you so much for your time it's been really great talking to you um you've taught me so much already and i loved hearing your story um, so definitely we'll be tuning into your podcast. Definitely we'll be checking you out what you got going on let us know where we can follow you and support what you are doing Sure. Um, most of the time I'm usually on Instagram and that's going to be uh, jwork underscore 21. Um, and then you can also find me on TikTok and that's at Jaylee Hargrove. Check that out too, because we just got a Ninja Creamy. I don't know if you've heard about these things, but uh, it's an ice cream maker and I'm pretty sure we're going to be coming up with some recipes. So make sure you look Ooh, out for that. Mm -hmm. I love mm -hmm. ice cream. That's what's up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, Jordan, thank you so much. Thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing your story. And thank you for just, you know, just being a light. We, we really appreciate it. We um, really have enjoyed this conversation and everybody out there listening. This has been another episode of Cultivation with Kevy. Until next time, take care and God bless. God bless. Thanks for having me. And that wraps another episode of Cultivation with Kevy. I really hope that you've enjoyed yourself and that the information was beneficial to you. I strive to create an environment that promotes and is conducive to healing. If you enjoyed what you heard, please do me a favor. Go to your streaming platform of choice that you listen to your other favorite podcasts on and give Cultivation with Kevy five out of five stars. If you also would like to share your experience, please write me a review. Thank you so much for your time. And as always, take care and God bless. See you next episode. K -A -N -A.